Hey there fellow life breathers, welcome back. I'm really excited to share this special episode with you because I get into a very intimate conversation with a, a fellow friend, James Hepner. He is the founder and CEO of Hepner Results Coaching and he helps the leaders of this world develop personal ownership, precision execution, and to lead with gratitude so that they can share their message with the world and own their expertise. You're going to find that throughout our conversation, James happens to be one of the very few people in this world that know how to integrate and to own his strengths and his shadows. And you'll find that through his presence, he really does embody this life where he gets to share his message with this world, with you, in the most authentic way possible. That when you let grace find you in your life, it's inevitable that you find joy and purpose and laughter. So without further ado, please help me welcome James. You asked me what it was. All I can tell you is I tried ferociously for two and a half years to think my way. Who doesn't try to think their way to some, and you're bringing back to the field where like we don't want to miss the mark. I love this. I tried for two and a half years, wasn't successful. No matter how I played this in my brain, this spun it, it didn't work. When all of a sudden I think, you know what? Grace just kept knocking. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. And I was exhausted. My son was born second one, high functioning autism. So I have one atypical, one different, multiple gifts. I had an audit that came into our world, hand selected, had to pay a couple hundred thousand, had the money, but didn't want to pay it, had an ear tag for an investment, you know how it goes. So typically what happens is we get more and more pressure. There's more and more heat. And we're like, how could it be? And we try to push these coals away when in essence, the pressure was designed for a gift. If we onboard and take the pain, please accept inner nudging. So if we don't, we enter into a suffering stage. And I entered into a season of life where I checked out of life for two and a half years. I found a way to successfully sleep. Get this for 18 and a half hours a day. I'm not too proud of it. I took a handful of melatonin. I took gravel because I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to end my life, but I didn't want to be here. Imagine this. I had children very young and I read these books about how the influential, and you know, this as a practicing, you know, as a therapist counts, you know, that there's influential seasons shaping. And here I'm thinking I'm, I'm whittling away and they're, they're young, these, these young souls and the dad isn't around hidden away in the bedroom, never saw family or friends, but maybe once throughout two and a half years, people come and bring food by, but I wouldn't come out of my room. How old right. were your kids when you did that, the two and a half years? So my oldest now is 17 and he was then two and Harrison mm -hmm. was, was about six months or seven months old. Okay. Really young. Right. So very, very, very young. Right. So, mm -hmm. so that's, that's like the suffering story, but we don't need to choose suffering. If we just please accept inner nudgings, because then pressure, then more things that can happen. They invite us to like, how's a diamond formed? pressure Your intense pressure and heat absolutely right and so yeah. the heat we want to have more heat we want to have more we want to have more so i had things that came along in life where i had people that literally like you know went to a, a date with destiny a tony robbins event mm -hmm. and we had re and we had relationship day it was day four and i just said to my wife like i don't uh, she was excited which i was too and of course she'd been manning the ship in her home the business and the kids for like two years at that time and, and she was really excited to go down to relationship day. And I said, Hey baby, if you're okay, like I'm really tired. Like, and I only had 
about two hours a night sleep for all the four nights. Cause that's how, roughly how much sleep you get at these events. Yeah. And I said, if I don't, you don't mind, I'm just going to sleep. And so she goes, Hey baby, you can go ahead, but I mean the world to me, if you came down, it's relationship day. And I said, Hey, I get it, but I'm kind of tired. I think I'm just going to have a sleep. And she mm -hmm. goes, you do as you wish. So she left, she closed the door. I took a handful of melatonin. And I shut those blinds tight, you know, in the hotel, you shut them tight. I jumped into bed, took some gravel. I'm like, oh, I just get to drift away and not be present. And that lasted for about five seconds. And I jumped it. I jumped out of bed. I ripped those curtains open. I'm like, listen, she's done all this for me. How can I not just take one moment for her? And I walked down the stairs. I stumbled down, probably white as a sheet, entered the room. Tony Robbins was in the front doing an intervention, talking about depression. You know how it is when you walk, when you, when you hear a message, you think it's just for you. It's not just for you. It's for everyone, but it's, it's hitting me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sneaking along the side, trying to find Team Purple. She's not on my team. We all have different teams, but Team Purple, that was my team. So I'm trying to find, but as I'm walking along the side, he comes walking towards, not directly a mile, but one aisle over. And he just comes, keeps laying in the heat. More and more pressure. Depression is selfish. And don't get me wrong. Don't, don't hear me say that there's not, there is actual diagnosis. Depression is a real thing. Like, you, you know, it is a real thing. But majority of depression, I would argue we do. Many varieties, we, 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 you know, we literally do it. We get ourselves into a depressed state. It's a state you bring. And so I, I found my group. I sat my ass down. And then the crowd erupted. You know, these events, it's like people are laughing and people are cheering, people are crying the next moment. It's like all over the place. And then they start doing this work as a group. And my group's like, would you like to join us? I'm sitting and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Look at me. And I all of a sudden I realized this is a very safe group for me to just appreciate and just be me. Why can't I just be? But I stayed down for about a minute and then also the songs start playing. And then that's when the shell of my ego cracked completely. Hmm. And they say your shell, the shell of the ego has to crack, but once properly, it'll never be the same. And I erupted and I just joined. And from that moment, I have so love life. I want to be here. I love being here. I get to participate with everything. And it's just spectacular to think that I get to be here and take in all these emotions and everything that's happening. And I get to utilize, not eliminate anything. Oh my goodness. It's the most miraculous thing. And guess what? We get to participate in our miracle if we show up. Yeah. It's really difficult to resonate with that for people that haven't experienced the cracking mm -hmm. of the ego. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, what song played that made that crack inevitable? Oh, you know what? I I could sing it, but I won't sing it. You know, hum it. So, <laughs> so I think it's, yeah, I know, right? Um, you know, here, I can look it up. I, look, I can look it up on my phone. I can find it here. Oh, go ahead and hum it. So, well, please, no, you don't want to hear me. <laughs> but I think it's Flowers of the Forest or something like it. Flowers of the mm -hmm. Forest, something like okay. that. And it's just a, you know, it's a really nice interplay. And what's interesting is, and, and, and seriously, I could cry. With, like, I can feel like I'm just crying and it makes me feel so strong. Mm -hmm. Because before I went through this journey, I wouldn't cry and I wouldn't laugh in life. My friend. I just love laughing. Life is, life is humorous. And you yeah. know, why not have a good cry and a good laugh once a day? And so honestly, honestly speaking, like, and so we began by saying external world is most of us want. And I realized I had a very undeveloped internal world. Mm -hmm. And so now my experience of life, and this is what I help individuals do. I help them go from a state of being like deeply frustrated to feeling fueled 
mm-hmm. feeling flustered. You don't feel that to feeling invigorated, to, yeah. feeling, to being stuck, like not just feeling, but being stuck to being in fluid motion from being overwhelmed to being energetically engaged. Right. And so when I think about, you know, um, the good news, right. And so, so, so to your point, so many of us uh, haven't entered a season when there's been a threshold that invites us to shape a different world. So if we're still constructing our life, it's fantastic. But often what happens, this is what happens to all of us. We're invited into a season of life where we go, wait a minute, we, we thought we had answers, but now we have more questions than answers. We have doubts. We feel like we just wanted to go up, up, up. But like Icarus, Icarus went up until he realized I got to come down too. Mm-hmm. He feared coming down for a while, but then when he splashed through the water is rebirth. And so just like physics, we need to go up, we need to go down. But the cool thing is, this is the cool thing, Jason. The cool thing is coming down isn't not achieving. It's just you're maturing that you're not flinching in the eye of the storm. Who doesn't want to like not flinch in the eye of the storm? But sooner or later, we reckon that there's something called grace. And grace is an undeserved favor. It's, it's nothing we can get more of or less of. It just is. The only thing is we can stop it from flowing through us. Mm-hmm. If we stop it from flowing through us, we're doing life on our own. James, what would you say your biggest fear in life is right now? Hmm. That I'll show up in critical situations where I'm going to go back to willpower instead of trusting in the mystery if I let go. Wow. And I can't let that happen. That is so powerful. And so beautiful. Because I'm not solving, I'm not solving for self-preservation here. I'm not solving for my own life. I get a chance to live. They don't have to remember me. But my personal behaviors do impact the world. Things aren't taught necessarily, they're caught. So I have to exemplify that well. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So you know and you acknowledge that what you do here on this planet, James, you are creating ripples. And for you, it's not about the fame. It's not about the acknowledgement. You just want to be able to be that person that creates those ripples and says, I am not afraid of the mystery. I'm not afraid of exemplifying that that yin, the feminine side of me, to trust that I can bring in what I desire. So talking about exemplifying, exemplifying, mm-hmm. who are three people in your life, James, that you have felt, uh, felt absolutely inspired by? Mm-hmm. Dead or real, or dead or alive, real or imagined, personal yeah. or celebrity? Yeah. Uh, okay, great question. I would, uh, Victor Frankl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so for obvious reason, uh, let's just say it like this, not converting a loss to a positive, but just being with it. And then it allow, I think mystery allowing, you know, allowing the gift to appear, I think is what he, I don't know how he did this, but that's my way. I don't know if I'm just putting this into allowing. My yeah, yeah. Allowing the gift to appear. Yeah. So, so, so kind of appreciating 
the mystery and then just allowing the gift to appear. So that's that's the first mm. one. I think okay. Critical. Yeah. And then I would say, um, and there's many teachers that I, you know, in life, as far as I'm concerned, everyone was a teacher to me, but um, uh, Peter Rollins, Peter Rollins okay. is, uh, he's a version of a psychoanalyst. He's not an official, but he likes to debate the tensions of life. And so he's really taking me uh, away from good or bad, right or wrong. And so bringing third option in. And so just debating, just being um a debater basically and so i i really appreciate that and he also um debates in a different direction than just towards solving for your own need so away from meritocracy which i kind of appreciate now i like achieving in commerce it's nice but it's mm -hmm. like hey listen how can we be about the greater good right so i kind of like that um I really do appreciate Tony Robbins. I do. I know some people are going to cringe at that one because like, hey, Tony, when I say cringe, when I, because some people, they don't, they haven't experienced him. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't have to defend my experience because I had one. And when I say That's some right. people are like, you know what, he's the positive thinking. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But unless you've had an experience. So anyway, my, my experience, he changed my life. He, he just changed my life. Mm. That's all I can say. And I can't be grateful. I mean, that's to me, that's an emblem of grace for me. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So I think I have Tony Robbins figured out. Frank, Victor Frankel, I get. When you say Peter Rollins and debating, what's, what's the word that comes to mind? Like, what does Peter Rollins embody? Mm -hmm. um, so just real simple. I was raised in, my dad was a pastor of a mega church. So I was raised in a very Christian and conservative Christian environment. Mm -hmm. And so large part of what I do in life is to do faith well and I have moved from doing faith from transcending by excluding and I was taught how to do that like it takes no courage to exclude people to make somebody wrong and fight a common enemy so we can apparently get into some pearly gates it takes no courage it takes not mm. much love to do that right and so that's not my version so I am still a believer but I'm a religion less Christian I would kind of call myself that meaning I don't I don't I don't practice like you know you know orthodoxy faith but i but i love the stories of jesus and here's why he's an example it's like any other book like the Tao Te Ching. uh you know if you look at the Tao Te Ching or the baba you know like the Bhagavad gita uh you look at these other you know writings there's there's spiritual spiritual concepts across the board um one of the things that i love about all those stories and including the jesus story is that um it's constantly about how as the world evolves, love keeps wrapping its arms around unique situations that before the world said, I reject. That love now says, I, I pull in. And so what's nice about Peter Rollins is Peter Rollins made me aware of why I don't want to get rid of uh, Christianity. I had a lot of what I should think. My parents taught me what I should think. When I was young, I didn't know how to think. So as soon as I got into the world, I had not a clue. But but why? What to think? What was right? What was wrong? Oh, I I could give you many answers back in the day. <laughs> okay, and so of course that wasn't very influential, not in my life or others. I lived a narrow lens, right? And so I deconstructed that. I kind of got in deconstruction. We're kind of angry, and we kind of have doubts. And of course, conservative people they'll think doubts is wrong. Like you shouldn't have doubts. You should be certain. The only thing is when when you're apparently fighting for so much certainty, you're not really going for certainty. You're repressing your need for uncertainty. It's really what you're doing. 
You're mm -hmm. so afraid of the uncertainty. You're so afraid of the mystery, which is what actually faith is. It's mystery. It's not known. So to be honest, I went through deconstruction. And of course, there's this moment where like, hey, do I throw Jesus out with the bathwater or what do I do? And there's Peter Rollins came along. And what's really nice is I think he'd call himself like a Christian atheist or something like this. Okay. What's, what's really fascinating. So my life's work is all about doing faith well, but doing faith where I can, in a very open way, onboard a wide, like a, all people. Mm -hmm. And though I think, right, and though I think, so transcendence through inclusion. So you can transcend by excluding, but you're going to, you're going to end up probably not feeling very deeply fulfilled and you're not going to feel very good about yourself because you have to make many people wrong so you can be right so peter Rollins helped me to really and go from the construction part to the deconstruction and then the reconstruction which is the reverse mm. so i included yeah. it also transformation with integration and so one thing i love that he did in his writings is uh, he talks about the reason he likes Christianity is it's it's one of the faiths, the only one that he knows of, where actually you don't need to fill your, your lack with something. You don't need to buy a T-shirt. You don't need to fill your lack. Actually, having doubts and having uh, instead of being so certain about what is, you're not actually certain. And so it's like um, um, enjoying that we get to have a conversation, you and I, that this will evolve. And this is not, we're not solving for an end game. It's not me trying to tell you how it's going to end or you trying to convince me, but you and I are just in that tender flow back and forth. And it just keeps evolving because at the heart of anything good, if it's good and if it's alive, there's always a problem, which means it always encourages us, you and you and I to get to the sandbox and start playing around and enjoying mm -hmm. what we're doing because we are playful creatures. And when we do that, all of a sudden what happens, we begin to enjoy and we enjoy so deeply that uh, that invites other people to the party and it isn't mm -hmm. like come to my this dom de de you know denomination party you should come and see my god it's better than your it's not about that anymore it's yeah. just about it's just about embracing faith from a human lived way now we don't have to fill our need for lack mm -hmm. we don't have to be so certain about stuff but actually debate what we don't know about and that's the good news so i think that's why i yeah. like peter Ross. Gotcha. Amazing. Okay. So what I heard you say is that you are seeing in these people reflecting back for you, James, the very qualities in which is so deeply ingrained in you that you are having so much joy expressing in the world. And some of the things I heard was appreciation, manifesting, inclusion, acceptance, grace, integration, transcendence, all of those things that you are seeing in these people are the very things inside a view that's wired, that you are having so much joy expressing and playing with in this world. So maybe I'm going to add to my deep fear. Okay. <laughs> I just hope that I can be gentle with myself. Wow. I think I'm still too hard on myself. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So I don't know if that helps you at all, but it's just, we all have a, we, you know, we, I think we all feel like there's a responsibility we want to bear. And somewhere along the line, I don't know where this came from. I wouldn't want to pin it on anyone, not my parents, not even, I don't know what, 
but it's it's almost like I feel like my responsibility is to like really be rough on myself and so I constantly have to remind myself to be to be gracious yeah so it's right and so what's cool is that's the good news that I have that fear because I'm because that way I don't find myself on the other side of the tracks <laughs> <laughs> that self-awareness keeps you on the right side exactly <laughs> my, my my wife says so there's a song, it's it's called Truth from um, some some Eber person, but there's a line and she goes, your first tattoo and I like it. She goes, your 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 tattoo will be my darkness is shining. Mm. And I love that so much because to be honest, to me, self-awareness and observing my shadow side and seeing yeah. the flip side, oh my goodness, all I know is the grace of God, whatever that looks like, to mm -hmm. me was discovered when I finally said, and there was darkness and it was good. Wow. Yeah. And there was mystery and that was good. <laughs> instead of, wow. instead of, and then there was light and then we're all saved. It's like, actually, <laughs> just a second, <laughs> pick up the coin, <laughs> feel yes. it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Oh my goodness. James, what you just shared about the, your shadows, your darkness, that there is good in the darkness that you want to be gentle with yourself, to show yourself grace and compassion and knowing that it's not a fight about turning on the light, but perhaps it's you're both and you are doing such an amazing job being self-aware and being in a place where you're balancing the two and enjoying it. And to be able to do that from a place where you are modeling it and not just telling people about it, but you are in the moment and you are fully embodying what drives you, what scares you. Like, I think that is just so beautiful and so moving. Well, and you know, one of the things that I'll just share and, and I, and I don't know uh, what this is all about. This just came to me, but when I checked out of life and I was there by myself and remember I'm, I'm like generation X, I was born in 1976. So what's interesting at generation X is this is when um, birth control came about. So we're the unwanted generation. So typically it wasn't like our parents didn't want to engage with us. Like my dad was always involved in something was never really around great people, but never really around. So we didn't have option, but to do it by yourself. So it's a little bit like when I think about why, why, why is it that I do all of this? And I think to myself, is it because I had that journey where I was literally by myself for two and a half years of sleeping? Is that, is that why? And, and I don't, I wouldn't say, but I would, what I realized though, is there's but one thing in life that we all experience and that's our own experience of our life. Mm -hmm. And so to be completely honest with everyone, a lot of this is actually quite selfish. It's actually that I'm right. I'm yeah. doing, I'm doing this because I want to experience it all. I don't want to miss it. Oh I my can't, God. I can't, I can't miss it. No way. So I did for two and a half years, kind of, but I got to be careful there because not in spite of that, but because of that. So it's like, oh my goodness. And this is why it feels so powerful in this time where no matter what life will bring me, even if that, if that all happens again, which I doubt ever would. But I'm saying, if it does, all that I know that I transition through those things quicker, not like I'm rushing, but I just, I get to feel all that. And it's like, oh my, because anyways, so I don't want to go for forward into it, but I, it's kind of a selfish thing. Meaning, you know, I think sometimes I wonder not if we would, you know, when you're in an airplane and they say, put the mask on yourself, we think, oh, but why would we do that? First, the child, the only thing is we're totally ineffective if we don't get oxygen. 
Mm-hmm. So we have to get oxygen. And so it's a little bit like this, like love happens where out there? No, no. Love happens in here. So we have to receive and we have to value ourselves. We have to feel like we are enough. We have mm-hmm. to do some inner work, some shadow work, some depth work to be like, yes, do I deserve it uh, based on how I perform? Not sure, but it's not about performance. I'm human. So therefore I get to just breathe and we do. Yeah. And so there you go. Yes. I love that. And I love that you're acknowledging that love doesn't happen until you're, you learn to be selfish first. Mm-hmm. And I know selfish has this connotation that it's just so frowned upon, mm-hmm. but that's where it starts. That's where love starts is when we put ourselves first. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're doing it at the expense of other people, but when we put ourselves first, it's inevitable. Kind of like when you throw the ball up in the air, it comes back down. It's mm-hmm. the law of physics. Mm-hmm. This is like the law of the universe or the law of love is that when you put yourself first, mm-hmm. that's the, so good everyone else benefits like everyone else's best version of themselves opens up yeah i have a little practice so i love it it's so good yeah it's awesome <laughs> there you go <laughs> on the nose eh? so so you know you, you know for, for you know i often think to myself so i so i often use a lot of words but then there you are you just like uncover it in like 15 15 words where i took 15 sentences so i think you're the gift of one <laughs> So it's beautiful. But you know, what's fascinating. I, I used to, before my journey, well, what happened is I didn't really have a morning routine. I get out of bed and I'd be like, well, let's see what I get in life. So of course you're looking for a lot. You're looking for love. Okay. And you say you're a take, you're say you're a giver, but really what you're doing is you're, you're probably more so going, can I first receive and then I'll give. And what's fascinating um, ever since I came out of story one, and of course I'm in the next stage of my life, but when I exited that suffering stage of my life, I have a, a, a morning routine where, let's say it like this. What I do is I, I um, enjoy myself. So I have an alone time mm-hmm. and I do a lot of biohacking. I do sauna work. I do stretching. I do a bunch of like ozone. I do a bunch of stuff and everybody can choose your own. You can meditate, do what you want. But this is my time when I give and receive love within myself simultaneously. And I feel mm-hmm. myself so deeply. So that when it's time to onboard clients and and be with them, that the relationship of love has been reestablished and it's been claimed. And so when I'm there with people, I'm there. I'm not looking to to get, I'm not looking to take, listen, whatever is there is good. Yes. Oh my God. The purity of what you just said. Yeah. To give and receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long does that take in the morning to do that for yourself? Um, well, let's just, yeah. So, so I have, a, and, every, and again, I don't want to take the, the, the amount of minutes I say and, and, you know, intimidate. I, I tend to get up really early, like three, four o'clock. And I sometimes have three, mm-hmm. four hours of doing this, but it doesn't need to take that long. It can take, it literally can take 15, 20, 30 minutes, but the key thing is to do consistently. Yeah. And the idea is that when you, when you're in, when it's time to show up in front of people, that you've done the work and you're not, and I don't want to be harsh, but instead of being lazy and expecting other people to get you there, mm-hmm. you yourself do what your heart does. Your heart has a valve at the top and at the bottom. It's got many other valves, mm-hmm. but imagine if one valve is closed. So if you're giving to yourself and not receiving, life ends. Yeah. But giving and receiving happens at the exact same time. 
And when you can associate that and you build that muscle, so now both valves are open and now it flows. When you build that muscle and you live like that, what will happen surely, but sooner, but later, it will happen. If you stick with it, it will happen. Where when you begin your day and you're with people, you're no longer saying, I'm going to do this so that maybe I can get that because that's not love. Yeah. You do it. And by you offering anything you do, you're not asking, you're not, you know, you're not pitching an idea. You're just inviting. It's all you're doing. You're inviting mm-hmm. and you're just like being mm-hmm. here. And what happens is you receive at the exact same time. So you can completely let go of outcome. You can stay in the moment. You're never going to be see, seen as a slick salesperson again, nor an insecure person. Like love conquers many things. I'll tell you that much. It conquers much. <laughs> <laughs> and not the distorted love that we've come to learn about, no. but this love that you're saying, you just give and that's love. There's no strings attached, no expectations. And, and giving and receiving simultaneously. I think that's yeah. the key part. And I think that's what you and I are linking on. We're saying it doesn't happen where I give and then I wait for it to happen. And then, then I see and I stress test. Does love work? that's crap that's not real love real love Mm -hmm. was when you give and you feel exactly that way you just did like you feel i can see it you're like yes that feeling of like you say being gracious with yourself Mm -hmm. recognizing you're human you make mistakes and just letting it all be and you let it flow and all of a sudden you're like going i have need of how much well i just get to be here and experience like sometimes when my little puppy and i know you were saying you had little dogs when my little puppy comes to me in the morning what i used to think is he's looking for me to give him significance because he's looking for me to pet him uh-huh. and so i pet him and be like, of course i'm going to give him love then one day i'm talking to a psychoanalyst and he goes or maybe you want to entertain that the dog is just coming to you and it already knows it is love and it's not really looking for anything it's just here saying, hey, are you, you and I both experiencing love at the same time? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So it's so good, right? Like, instead of me thinking, oh, I'm being generous. I'm giving him this. So you could like, wait a minute. Love doesn't work like that. Love, true love, authentic love. Exact same time. Yes. Yes. And that's, I, I think that's the magic of, of, I guess, love isn't about necessarily giving only, right? You're saying it's giving and receiving both maybe all of that means you're just when you show up and you are just being Mm -hmm. that's love right Mm -hmm. so when your dog comes to you and says are you showing up with me today that's right are we experiencing this love together today that's love yeah that's right and are we at right and are we present here with one another or are you seeking to flee your existence again oh my god yeah i'm just here i'm just here and saying oh you're here too oh that's nice (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, and, and guess what? If we're, if we're both here and both present, ask yourself, does empathy find it difficult to communicate? No. Mm-mm. Grace just, fl- this, this just happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Do I have time for one more question? Jane? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want you to fast forward 60 years from now. 60. You're okay. on your, yeah. You're on your deathbed and you have all of your loved ones surrounding you. You're, you had a very, rich life and you are reflecting back on this life what is your proudest moment what are you most proud of first hmm. hmm. said don't want to die at 600 because uh, 60 years from now that'll make me 106 i think i want to i want to live to be 130 but if i die early oh, okay early. all right so 90, but so it 90 doesn't years. matter i know what you're asking i know what you're asking <laughs> 
I don't, you know, what's weird. I've been asked many questions and now, now you think I've been asked before. I've never really been asked that. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, it's super fascinating thing. What I'd be most proud of, you know, I have a very interesting relationship with being proud because pride took me down back in the day. So, but I know that pride is essential because let's say it like this. I'm going to just go on a bit of a rant, see if we can figure this out. So before I go to sleep, that is, that is the time of my day that I look at it and say to myself, what can I be proud of today? So for example, Tony Robbins, six human needs, we all have them. I rearranged my six human needs where uh, it used to be where significance came first and certainty. And then of course, love is at the bottom somewhere. Whereas now, typically, if I stress test and really be like honest about it, and I rate myself pretty hard, but love comes top spot sometimes. If I rate, and I'm a pretty harsh critic of myself, but love comes top sometimes and it's getting more and more, showing up more and more and more. But after that comes uh, contribution, then comes growth, mm-hmm. then, then comes uncertainty, then comes certainty, then comes, so significance comes last. So pride is often mm-hmm. found in the significance part of our life. So what would I be proud of most? I think I'd just say I did it. I what did is it. That? What is it? I lived. And I look at my kids and I'd say, I'm proud of you, not because of all of what you've done, but I'm going to, whenever you wonder down the road, or if I, say, if I talk to my wife, if you wonder down the road, what I think of you now, I'd say, even though I'm, I've been gone for a while, I want what I'm going to say to be past tense and future tense people, mm-hmm. I'd say, I'd say, listen, I'm proud of you because you're doing it and you did it. Meaning you made a decision and maybe that decision was a solution that later down you saw as a problem, but invariably it was a solution to begin with. That's why you did it. Mm -hmm. So you did it and you're doing it. That's what I'd say. You did it. I'm I'm, so I'm proud of that. I did it and then I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think I'm proud of letting myself be used. I'm letting used. myself be, be, be used as a vessel. Like I'm not used in that ah, way, but I'm, yeah, yeah, but okay. I'm letting myself be used as a vessel. So I'm letting yeah. it flow through me. So I'm, so, so I'm proud of that. But even that, it's kind of like on the cringe for me because I'm kind of going, I got a long way to go to, to be, to be, uh, yeah, yeah, I got a long way to go. I, I, you know, I love that about me. So there you go. Yeah. We all do. Every single one of us, including Tony Robbins, we have a long way to go. And for you, when you say, James, you did it and I'm still doing it right now love keeps coming up mm-hmm. for you you did that you allowed yourself to love others because you chose to love yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so good oh my goodness you nailed it right there I, I was finally able i was finally able to connect with other people's experience but first i had to connect deeply with my own and because of that people don't scare me anymore Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where can oh ooh, before I do that you dropped this like gold bomb before and I wanted mm. you to say it a little bit slower for people like me who have trouble mm. processing very mm. quickly <laughs> you said pain leads to mm. pressure which mm. then leads to presence was it pleasure afterwards and then purpose mm. Well, that would be nice if pleasure came in there, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
well, maybe pleasure comes at the end or somewhere and, and that's all good. But um, my experience has been like this, right? Pain and pressure is a privilege. Yeah. Meaning instead of, instead of saying when it arrives, not if it arrives, but when it arrives, instead of being like, oh, no, no, this is the worst news. Be like, no, 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 no. This is like a welcome challenge. Right. So, right. Exactly. Right. A passage. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so here, the way that I, the way, and you nailed it to a large degree. So pain is simply, please accept inner nudgings. And when you do, yeah. then you'll go through a neat little formula. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it like patriarchal or stoic, but pressure. Mm -hmm. So pain leads to pressure typically. Yeah. And pressure leads you to presence. Mm -hmm. If you feel so much pressure, it's like squeezing, squeezing. And so you're like, there's so much more coming and you're like, all you can be with is yourself eventually. Cause it's just so much like the moment I was sitting at the Tony Robbins event and it's just like so much pressure. I'm like, I could just be present. Everybody was doing their stuff. Nobody was staring at me. I was being present to, it was, it was so much heat pressure, mm -hmm. pressure to presence, presence to purpose. Cause you, you awaken to something that's been calling you and the purpose basically is it calls you back home. You always had this purpose from when you were born. Yeah. Ego breaks and you're right there. It's like right here. Yeah. So your purpose is right there and it's raw and that rawness. So that purpose leads you to passion. So I'll say it really simply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pain. Wow. Mm -hmm. Pain leads you to pressure, pressure to presence, presence to purpose, uh, purpose to passion. And then there, there you go. And then passion yeah. to, basically to that life where you transform and mm -hmm. through integration, you, you let it all belong. It's because of everything, not in spite of the good news is that we got to live. That's the good news we get to experience. So, yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing yourself with us, Shane. It is no problem. Yeah. Sorry, I went a little over time, but no, yeah. no, this is amazing. So where can our audience find you? So there's two ways. Uh, one, if let's say you're listening and you feel a little nudge and you're like, I wonder what it would look like to work with James one-on-one. -on -one, I'm just going to invite you to reach out to me. And for that, you can simply go to www.jameshepner.com. And mm -hmm. And what you're going to find there is there's a, there's a, you know, there's a page, the page that says coaching. Um, so for one-on-one -on -one strategic results coaching, what we do there is we go super deep. And this is for those of you that are hungry for that ultimate intimate, personal transformational experience. And honestly, because it's just you and I, because it's just you and I, we get to get beneath the surface of your individual experience of life. We get to align with your strengths. And from that place, we get to sculpt, craft, and design a personal success and fulfillment formula that is unique to you. And uh, again, this is for those that are super hungry. And I should say it like this. Um, they call me the self-help hacker because you're going to get to know yourself and why you do what you do pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. Because when we do that, we can see exactly the area of our life where the master switch lies. So I go deep on all the things that really matter about an inch deep on the rest. So we want to find the master switch because who wants to waste time doing work in areas that are just delaying the inevitable or just dragging it on? So again, that's one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then I also have an experience for all of you. And that is, um, I have a virtual weekly wins and losses global call. And mm -hmm. I, honestly, I think it's quite the experience. And frankly, I'm a little biased. <laughs> it's something that I do 
And, uh, but I can honestly, I can't think of a better way to bring raw truth to what your last week is really all about. So it happens every Friday. It happens at noon every Friday. It's no charge. And so what we do here is we jump on a call and it's a really simple call, but it's going to deliver a profound experience as you'll be able to clear the deck of all the unhelpful stings of last week's losses. So again, there you go. You can see that if we don't clear the deck of that, it's going to just accumulate and we won't be able to release ourselves. So and we do this so that when the next week begins, you're best able to launch out of the gate, invigorated and ready to take bold, courageous action without all the unhelpful side effects such as hesitation and delay. And often we hesitate and delay because we're so anxious about the insecurities of our life and we're not able to properly reconcile that the losses that were there, unless we face them, we're literally going to create confirmation bias, which has us a danger in seeing and saying yes to opportunities because we're only ever going to see what we want to see and not what really is there. So again, I invite each one of you to show up as you wish. And what we do here is you can, you can share a personal win and loss, or you can just observe other people doing that. And honestly, Come and I invite you, whether you do one-on-one -on -one coaching or virtual weeks, weekly wins and losses, come and master the art of being prepared for anything. Honestly, that's why people align with me. Win, mm -hmm. lose, or draw, come and learn how to just authentically, I mean, authentically, this is the key thing, celebrate both a win and a loss in real time every time. So when life unfolds, then you're like, okay, here we are. Not hyperbole, not like, yes, here's a loss. It's like, you don't need, you don't need to convert a loss towards a positive because it was never bad news to begin with. It just was. Mm -hmm. It's here yeah. to show us something. So, so for that experience, sorry, I just had a vehicle drive by. <laughs> so for that experience, you can go to www.weeklywinsandlosses.com. And that's also on my webpage, my jameshepner.com. But if we make it easy, just go to that webpage, weeklywinsandlosses.com. Halfway down the page, it says click on the link join this Friday call. And of course, if there's some CEOs or corporations that are listening to this talk, I also do this in corporate work. So uh, I can't think of a better, more um, relevant platform than engaging in people and what we all experience, the feeling of winning or losing. And unless we have our executives and our team properly educated and aligned with, with the gain that a loss actually is, not by converting into positive, but being with it and allowing it to serve us, but there's, there, there's specific muscles that I'll teach you. And once you build those muscles, uh, yeah, it's going to be a profound experience for you. So, Fantastic. Excellent. I will make sure I include all of those in the description mm -hmm. section. Thank you so much for your time today, James. This is wonderful. You are a very generous, gracious host. I, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Take care. <laughs>